Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 75. Today's episode is another installment of our series, Cruise Control, set in the Star Wars universe between A New Hope and The Empire Strikes Back. It is played using Fantasy Flight Games' Star Wars and Genesis role-playing materials and the Mythic GM emulator. This is Scene 10, Part 1. Sergeant Renault chases Cho across the ship, exactly according to plan. For the story up to this point, visit our website, DiceyStories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. The scene set up. Chaos, level six. This is the chase scene of Cho escaping from Renault and either totally getting away from the ship or quote-unquote dying in the process. I think that was the plan. That was the loose plan. Gets to the escape pod, has a spacesuit ready to go in there. The blue streak will surreptitiously rescue him. That is presented as an option. The acquiring a spacesuit. Cho is uh, thinking to himself, I can't really pickpocket a spacesuit. But and think um, big. Because JT was like, oh, just steal a spacesuit. Cho had been thinking, medically treat myself in some way so I can endure a short burst of... That's one way to do it. But yes, it could it could end up being that there's a, a spacesuit there or whatever. And the blue streak have... can rescue him. We'll do the chase and we'll flop back in time to the prep work. Yes. That was done to make the chase work. When we're doing a chase, we will use modified fight night rules, the modified based on what we learned previously from doing chases. Accelerated encounter rules. Yeah, I guess it's kind of like that. Like a whole entire thing handled with just a couple rules. Yeah. So the way it works is still going to be a tactics roll, a chase roll, and then a resilience roll. Except what we're going to do right this time is the chase roll. Whoever does better in the chase roll makes progress, regardless of if there's failures on both sides, so that we keep things moving forward. Okay, so we're still going to handle the tactics roll of whatever I'm planning to do versus whatever is appropriate for yes, you to 100% undo. with that. And the way the tactics roll work is if you succeed, the other person's chase, yes. your success has made their work harder. We'll do the chase of whatever my appropriate chase skill is, which is going to default to athletics, versus some flat difficulty, which you think is two purples, just like generic melee combat is two purples. I think so. That might depend on the environmental situation and like, I don't know, if there's low gravity all of a sudden. Or... Right. So in that case, it's going to default to average plus environment. Yeah. We will be dealing with the same environmental conditions as each other, most likely. In general, yes. And whoever has the most successes, comma, advantages, they win. That will mean that the range, or whatever version of range we want to use, improves in their favor. Their favor, yep. The resilience roll, that was simply incrementing difficulty every round. Yes. And I think it starts at simple? Yeah, simple is nothing. Yeah. We said if you succeed, nothing bad happens. If you lose, you suffer two strain. Advantages cannot heal strain from this roll. Correct. So strain becomes a counter. Yes. What is going to be the success criterion for Cho? Well, I was going to say, like, we could say a certain range band. However, for Cho's purposes, he can't get too far away. He needs to be witnessed at the end. So we might, instead of saying this much distance or that much distance, we might simply say Survive he needs for... X number of chase wins. Okay. Now, if you want to say that's like three, because we want to play a little bit. <laughs> um, I was just thinking like it will take him three rounds to get where where he needs to be seen escaping. So like he just needs to survive in a sense. Does that make sense? Well, what does it mean to survive? He is not caught. Okay. And so what does it take for Renault to catch him? So if he closes to engage, does that mean like Renault wins? Or I feel like if he closes to engage, that means there's like a quick scuffle and then maybe then Cho has a chance to still get away realistically. Yeah. So Renault needs to close to engage 
and with a scuffle, because that's more than three rounds. Like if we're starting medium distance away. Right. Start at short range. Start at short range. Then he's just going to stun me, unless he's angry still. He's probably still angry. (laughs) And he was chastised, perhaps, for his usage of discharging his weapon. I mean, there was a bit of a riot down there. Yeah. Um, And, like, probably the moth rover, like, they want this person alive now. Yes. So maybe a compromise is to say we can start at medium range and Joe has the last five rounds. I think that's fine. Okay. We are going to start with how JT points out Cho to the necessary people. Now, JT essentially needs to, like, clear her name, kind of. Yes, that was the situation. And we had, we had thought maybe Ursa Deal would be involved. So one of the things I was thinking was GT, like, contacts Ursa all very innocently, you know, like, well, you know, I sat around in the... You know, I thought for a while... Took your advice, tried some meditation. Yeah, I thought for a while, and uh, I think I have seen that guy again. Like, this is where he was hanging out or whatever. That gets rid of any cloud that's over JT for having escaped from prison, provided, you know, she can make a deception check. Yeah, about that. So how you want to meet up with Ursa or or what location you want this to start in. That's... Oh, uh, I wanted to start in like the shopping district. What is there? Maybe the promenade of the shopping district? Yeah, there's a there's a whole bazaar deck, I think is what it was. Yeah, the bazaar deck. There's many different classes of, of shopping here. So this is a deck of the ship that, again, there's lots of a big open space with like in malls, how there's a number of like wagon type things in the middles. Yep. Um, but then there's also more like storefront things on the side. And how do you want to start this? Do you go shopping first and get distracted? That would be so like GT. So she doesn't really need any. But you got, do have to get decorations actually. Okay, so it starts with decoration shopping. It starts with decoration shopping. As you seek to complete your own threads here. Yes. Yes. More threads. Um, just a reminder of the threads. Are still, you need your donors, you need your non wealthy donors, you need to finish your gala arrangements. Joe is trying to figure out what the moths met about, which seems to be some sort of witch hunty thing JT was suggesting. JT and Cho need to stage a moth intervention. Yes. I got Cho on board with that? Okay, what's well, sure. well, Cho agrees that it would be a worthwhile thing. Okay. Cho is just nervous about how to accomplish it. There's also still warning the captain. There's potentially a mutinous frost. Yeah. Do they count as mutinous if they're not a crew member? We don't know if they're a crew member or not. That's true. The droid, the innocent droid, definitely a crew member. So those are the threads. Okay. Have you decided decoration-wise what your theme is? Under the sea. I heard that there were some, you know, Mon Cal shipwrights on board. I thought maybe that might help get them interested. Okay. You know, a lot of underwater species are often neglected ah, by the air breathers. I see. So what Lostrom said about, like, having options for non-oxygen breathers struck a chord with JT, and she realized that she was being very oxygen-centric. Yes. Uh, So the theme will be under the sea, uh, and there will be, you know, a region for non-oxygen breathers, and there'll be a region for water breathers, and a region for air breathers. Now, JT has an ex-boyfriend who's a Nautilin. That's true, and he never came up in the whole <laughs> campaign. Uh, I leave that to you. If you wanna... That might happen when we roll to see whether you know anybody on the promenade. Right. He was also some sort of starship engineer. Of course, that was, you know. Yeah, you guys went to college together. Yes, but now he's, you know, probably some mid-level manager. Uh, yeah, so JT needs to do it. Nautical and underwater themed decorations. So are you thinking that you will arrange to meet Ursa somewhere, or that you will arrange to bump into Ursa somewhere. I don't know how JT would arrange to bump into Ursa. Like, the thing is, we have these kind of preparatory flashback type stuff. Options here. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know, like, Cho has a disguise now. A disguise which was triumphantly determined to be effective until such a time as Renault sees him. Now, are these preparatory flashbacks, do we have a, like, do we have three of them, or just you want to use them whenever it's narratively appropriate? I would like to use them whenever it's narratively appropriate. Okay. I don't feel a need to monitor them. Okay. Because if we were playing linearly, we would have hashed out all of our plans and we would have enacted them. Okay. So, like, Cho could have 
spend some time shadowing her or whatever. Yes, and like, oh, she always, if she doesn't have her prior appointment, she gets lunch at this yeah. place in the bazaar uh, that's conveniently right next to uh, Underwater Treasures isn't a good enough name. Oh, uh, no, just Aquamarine. Of course. Gotta go with the blue. I mean, there's also a whole entire pool deck. If this scene didn't already have a focus, you know, maybe JT could go there and schmooze a little bit too, but that's, you know, a future scene. Okay. So we should start with a roll to see whether JT knows anybody. We need to say how likely we think it is. This is like one of the most crowded levels of the ship with people from all walks of life. On the other hand, JT doesn't know everyone in the galaxy, though she's trying to. Yet. Uh, Do you want to say 50-50? Sure. And if it's extremely yes, does that mean somebody that has not been established yet? Sure. I roll 56, which is a yes. Okay. Then do you wish to roll on the NPC table? Sure. How many people we got? Ooh, we have 16 NPCs detailed so far. The first one. You run into PD 101. PD? Maybe you can personally ask him to... Oh, bother. He's probably being sent on an errand or something. Or um, he's doing rebel things. He's a, he's a receptionist droid. He uh, takes care of protocol things while the ship is in progress. He might do some conflict resolution type stuff. That makes sense. Yeah, so JT has like a couple bags. Of, like, you know, some streamers and other stuff. Some like little coral shells. These are like the centerpieces for the tables. Yeah. Uh, and she runs into like, Petey, what are you doing here? Are you working? I do work on this ship. Are you enjoying your trip? <sighs> Putting things together for the gala. Almost got it already. Got some details I need to work out. BNCR told me that you had requested my presence. Yes, you could be our like MC, greeting people as soon as they come in. You did an excellent job with that. At the entrance to the Dame Metropolis, so I thought it'd be great if you could do that for the gala. You would like me to welcome your guests. That would be fantastic if you're available. Did you also wish me to speak? Oh, yes, if you could give a speech, that'd be amazing. I thought MCs introduced the speakers. Yeah, but you have to warm up the crowd a little bit. If you want to be, do you, did you want to be the keynote speaker? And that's a, that's a lot to put on someone. The, the eyes like glow a little bit. They would widen if they could, but they're, of course, fixed in size. I do not have key notes to share. I just want to make sure I didn't want to disadvantage you. But yes, if you could introduce any of our speakers, that would also be excellent. If you have any, like, quippy one-liners to share about them, that'd be great. All right, he's going to make a streetwise check. Is this person for real? No, no, no. JT, how streetwise are you? Uh, Yeah, I'll, I'll be a red and a purple. So, PD101 says, no one has been harassing you in any way, have they? Making your stay on this ship more difficult. And this is a success with two advantages and a despair. He's talking about Cho. (laughs) He's totally, because you had him, like, warn Cho, like, she's, she's just a civilian, she's not involved. He's trying to assess your level of involvement in... The current goings on. But he's got a despair here, so he's got a success with a despair. Right. What does success mean for him in this situation? That he properly communicates that he's talking about show to you, and you understand that. I think despair-wise, like, he might get roped into this whole thing. Uh, Yeah, I think uh, JT, like, receives the message, like, oh, you mean... Looks around. Oh, you mean show? Yeah. (laughs) Guy to the frosted tips, right? Yeah, he's having a rough time, but making some progress. Actually, we could really use your help. Just real quick. And so he he is now roped into it because he's concerned that GT, an innocent civilian, is innocent civilian, up, is getting caught up in it. How may I be of service to you, innocent passenger? Innocent passenger. Oh, you are, you are adorable. I've never said that. Trying to think. He's asking him to get a spacesuit better, or is asking him to like assist with the chase more directly better. Oh. Like he would have access to something like that. Yes, he could 
the spacesuit might be a good thing to... I think JT thinks that's a good idea, so... Yes. Actually, Petey, if you... Could you get a spacesuit that would fit someone a little taller than I? Yeah, a little broader shoulders, but not as tall as a chiss. No, definitely not a chiss size. And arrange for it to be left in a certain location? Yes. I promise we'll bring it back. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's a despair from PD's perspective. Yeah, and I feel like PD's like, I do not want to know any more. <laughs> do not tell me anything else. It will be in that location at the time you need it. Thanks so much, PD. She gives him a hug. Clang, clang. That's totally normal, JT. Yep. PD gives you a, a very awkward pat on the back as he is not used to being hugged by Probably. anyone. Yeah. Okay. All right, Ursa Deal. Yes. So you're going to casually bump into her? I think so. With a deception check? Or a cool check. I think it makes sense. Uh, casually. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what is her vigilance, I guess? Or streetwise, potentially. This is a put on, really. I think that's a good point. And she does not have any streetwise at all. So I'm going to say it's two purples. Woohoo. Found your weakness. Criminal enterprise. <laughs> and I fail. Fail in what way? With four advantages. So she believes this is not an innocent chance encounter. Correct. But you have advantages. I sought her out rather than being like contacted by Right. Them. So I think she will still view this positively because like you were coming to give information, but she may start with a little bit of antagonism related to you not being in jail when they went back for you. Oh, they let me out. So, she is having lunch. There's like a little cafe type place that's got a lot of potted plants and things like that. Right, she's become nature. She's eating a salady type food. And how do you approach her in your failed, innocent manner? Yes. You've got your arms full of bags. Arms full of bags. How are you dressed? I think it's reasonably casual. It's just out shopping. So, is reasonably casual mean you're in your... The jumpsuit? Yeah. I feel like that's, like, JT casual. Because uh, the only thing more casual than that is, like, pajamas. And we established JT was not just at the pool, so she's not in her swimsuit. <laughs> and that's good. It gives you lots of pockets. And so pockets. you have your backpack. Because i got to fit all these things. So it's adventurer JT. Okay. Uh, yes. Like, walking by, like, JT knows that she's there. So JT tries to pretend to, like, walk almost by and turn. Hey, Ursa! Is that you? It's JT! Remember we had lunch? Jai, Tessa. Of course I remember you. Where have you been? And she puts down down her her fork. Had to get some decorations for the gala. You know... How do you like this coral? That is not what I mean. Where have I? Uh, Like, I check my comm... Well, have you... No one tried to call me. At this point, she she stands up and, and folds her arms in a sort of no-nonsense way. Serious business. And she attempts to, to intimidate you. Make a coercion check? Yeah. I imagine you've got good discipline. Two reds and purple for her. I feel like she should have a rank of coercion. I think that's fair. This is an interesting day for NPCs. What's the result? It's another successful despair with one threat. Tell you what, this is a good chance for a clever retort. What does she say? So she was saying that when the clerks went back to get you at the dinner hour, you were nowhere to be found. Well, yeah, I asked the caretaker there, and he said I was good to go. I just asked him. He said, all right. So I went to go get my own dinner. Uh, I had a milkshake, though. I didn't have uh, I didn't have that salad looks nice, though. So you want to make a deception check? You want to upgrade it because she has the despair? Sure, let's do that. And you're clever retorting? Right, so two more threats to her. Right, but that could turn into a blue die for you. Oh, yes. Unless you have some idea about threats. Like, it's a marketplace. We're not going to have a yes. bunch of carpets fall on her. Ah, nice escape. Ha-ha! Blue streak wins again. All right, so I'm getting an upgrade, and I'm getting a blue die. What is her vigilance? A red and two purples. Okay. Two failures. Lots of blank dice. Wow. 
Uh, you're a natural charmer. Yeah, let's let's do that. That's, that sounds good. Okay, three successes and a threat. One of the pieces of coral I was trying to show her falls. Ow. Ow. That kind of redirects the conversation. Okay. Anyway, that's, I'll have to get another one of these. Maybe the Google Magic Card. Whatever. Uh, I did do some thinking. Uh, like you said, you know, clear your head. Or like the moth said, I guess. Clear your head. Just try to think real hard. Think back to that. I think I have seen that fellow around again. Oh, really? Yeah. Where? Suddenly she's much more friendly. <laughs> I was trying to think, like, would she, like, immediately call somebody in? But she needs a little bit more information first. Right. And this is related to where is the chase team yes. going to commence? Yeah. And anything that you could say that would, like, prompt Renault to be present. Yeah. So I think, like, every day... What, uh, it's lunch now? Yeah. It's lunch now, yeah. yeah and we want the chase team to actually happen. Yeah, every day at, like, 1, like, just after lunch, uh, whenever we walk into the bazaar here getting decorations, there's always a Pantoran coming out of this hair salon. <laughs> I didn't think anything of it until I realized, wait a minute, he's got frosted tips, the same guy. <laughs> he's got really distinctive hair. Very nice, actually. Uh, don't think it would work for me, though. Uh, I got way too much oil in my hair. Sorry, I'm getting <laughs> distracted. Uh, but I've seen him out there, and I'm sure I could I could point him out to you if you really wanted to see. I mean, it's almost one now. So that will prompt her to place a call. Yeah. And you have succeeded your role there. Yes. And so you are innocent. Until later proven guilty. <laughs> until until uh, adequate disparage role. So she places a call. A sergeant. And JT does not know Sergeant Renault at all, does she? No. She okay. only knows... That was in by reputation. She knows, like, what she overheard of, like, the other stormtroopers making fun of him. Oh, that's right. She knows that, in Cho's opinion, he He's will not vicious. be a forgiving sort. Like, Cho didn't blame him. Cho was like, I stabbed him first. That's right. Okay. But there's no reason for JT to, like, lean in and be like, hey, Sergeant Renault. Correct. You have not met him. <sighs> Special to restrain yourself. Sergeant, we have a lead. And I need you to get to the Bazaar District immediately. But we cannot have the same sort of scene as we had in the snow There's like some grumbling on the radio on the line when she said that. You can bring whatever backup you think you will require to get the job done correctly this time. Yes, ma'am. Discreetly arrive at, what was the salon's name? The cutting edge. At the cutting edge on the bizarre level. There's a like scene cut to wherever the barracks is. Renault's there, he's got his like help. No one has seen his face, right? Oh, the last scene he was entirely in uniform, so right. what does he look like? Oh no no no, you don't get oh, to see his face. See. You see the hell it's like the Mandalorian. Okay. You see the back, he's like standing in front, getting ready. He's like giving himself a buzz cut or whatever. Just to make the hair even more <laughs> Suddenly hair becomes a theme. What what was I thinking when I gave him frosted tips? Just, uh, you know, a thing. Okay. And then... Puts it on. What sort of forces is Renault going to bring to bear? I mean, he's only got another Stormtrooper squad at his disposal, correct? So, I presume the ape squad has recovered by this point, and he had kind of gotten, like, another squad... Okay, so he's got two squads. ...under him. He's got the ape squad... Will follow his orders, but are incompetent. Silver Squad. And he has Silver Squad, who are competent, but... Don't respect him. They don't, like, answer to him directly. He's, like, a parallel supervisor. So controlling them will be more difficult, but they are more competent. Okay. And they have an incentive to make him look ridiculous, so one of them could be the new Heap Squad sergeant. (laughs) Alright, so, up until this point in time... Cho has been doing whatever preparation type things were required with dyed black hair and... So he's actually at the hair salon. With his tattoos covered. So he goes in the hair salon and says, I want some frosted tips. Well, he doesn't want anybody to know about his other disguise. He doesn't want to connect those. So he will arrive at the hair salon with a hat or whatever. Well, right, with the hat that Gomar gave him, concealing his his proper hair. The Robin Hood cap. 
and he will he will have his his tattoos cleaned off so that as he exits the hair salon he will look like himself and Renault will be able to pick him out. Yes, I think that's good. And at that point, a chase will begin. Cho is prepared. Knows this is going to happen. Yes. But no, it's always alarming. So the ultimate destination of this chase is the place where the escape pods are. Yes. And so in this first part of the chase scene, Cho is trying to get out of the shopping district in the direction of where he needs to go. Um, And of course, it's made a little more difficult by the fact that he needs to not lose Renault. However, he is interested in ditching whoever else Renault has with him. Right. So, so if he can create trouble for that, or she yes. can help. Yes. So I think that's the way that like the flashbackiness will function in this scene is essentially some sort of trap that will get, hopefully get rid of some of the chasers. Oh, man, we could use Dr. Premi. <laughs> Look out for traps. There'll be some flashback like, like, all right, so we need to set up a trap in like Gomar's area and eat a sandwich. But we're, don't, that's a ridiculous trap. Let me tell you about it. Right. There were robots. In some sort of creepy temple. All, all creepy temples are the same. Don't bother trying to understand the details. And then a chandelier fell on some, some dark force user. I'd say poor guy never saw it coming, but he foresaw it. Okay. I think Cho's tactics in this situation are going to be coordination related. Because the idea is get a stand of... I'm going to go back to the carpets again because in my mind this is like a street bazaar. Get it's a street bazaar. It's a, you know, a Tatooine bazaar theme. To get, you know, roll of carpet to fall on some of the, the stormtroopers or whatever to, to knock them out. So Cho's going to be using coordination and I think it would be opposed by vigilance. I think that's good. So this is generic stormtrooper vigilance, correct? Yes, because he's not trying to get rid of Renault. That'll be three purples. And I think we should only be doing like one-on-one here. Yes, I think that's correct. So I'm just crossing off decorations and MC. Done. Excellent. That means regardless of what happens, we'll get some experience at the end of this. Yes. All right. Renault. Gotta catch this guy. Not get away. So there's the possibility here of some sort of leadershipy type thing of how does he place his men? Yeah, I think that has to be the initial go-to. Like we have to cut him off. We have to like quarantine him in. Okay, so that's probably going to be versus Cho's vigilance. Unless you want to say it's against stormtrooper discipline. How are you going to handle that with the two with the mixed squad? It, well, this is like Ape Squad will follow his orders. Okay. Silver Squad, he's got to bark a little louder. Okay, so. It's going to be his leadership versus Silver Squad's discipline? Yes. All right. Show is coordinated. Versus the vigilance for Stormtroopers was three purples. Yep. All right. Show starts off lousy failure with one threat. I am going to take the threat just outright of, as strain. Okay. Um, because this is, this is the plan that they have, but it's, you know, no... Pretty much almost killed me. Yeah, I think that's fair. Renault fails with three advantages. So failure in this context means no sorts of upgrades. Correct. Advantages can be used to give him a boost on his chase. Yeah. I think he's like trying to call it like Silver Squad, uh, pretending the radio doesn't work. <laughs> and I believe we are. this is a different day, so strain is fully... Yes. Fully covered, and and Cho was also able to fully heal all of his wounds with stem shots. Drugs. Okay. Do you have the terrain? Yes. Because I think there's like pedestrian walkway or something like that. Bordertown Cantina. Foot chase. Oh, foot chase might be the pedestrians can get in the way. Starship passage. Urban skywalk. That's probably what you're doing. All right. We're both rolling athletics here, and I think yes. we're both yellow, yellow, green for that. That is correct. And it's two purple difficulty. Renault is getting a blue die, though. That is correct. And Cho is not. And we're starting at medium distance. Yes. Cho rolls one comma zero. Uh, Renault rolls zero comma one with a triumph. So Cho definitely increases to medium plus. Yes. Trying to think how to use this triumph. 
Well, Triumph could be used to upgrade one of his following roles, or what sorts of things could be going here? A reason that, that Cho gets a little further away, but sets up something convenient in the next environment. Oh, in the next environment. So he's getting... Okay, so, so one thing might be Renault controls what that next environment is. I think that's going to be the case. Like, it's not going to be the bazaar anymore. Oh, so a possibility is that the next environment is like the greenhouse or something like that. If, if we move to a hot environment... Oh, yes. Chill will take black dice for temperature in a way that is balanced with how the previous cold environment was. Yes, I think that is correct. Because we were just in this bazaar that was sort of like a you know, Tatooine bazaar. It's adjacent to the... It can't just be called like hot environment room, but... Well... I mean, the sauna, not the sauna. So there is certainly like a spa type place, which would be a hotter place. There's certainly hydroponics, greenhouse type areas where food is grown. Yeah. There's like. I wanted to stick with like the dry sand. Oh, oh, that. There's a beach room. Okay, so it's like the pool deck has a beach area. Yeah, so it's warmer. The lights are on. And a little like more intense. Really, you really get a tan in there. Heat lamp level. Yeah. Okay. We'll undoubtedly run past. We'll run past Lostrum. She'll be like relaxing on one of the. Which person is Lostrum? She's, she's a lounge singer. She's a lounge singer. Okay. But she, when she was in the the chill out zone, she was in her bathing suit. Oh. Because of I some, that. like something that had happened. Her topaz studded bathing suit. Probably she got overly drunk at the swim up bar. Woo. Yes, uh, some members of the Ape Squad might stop to get a drink. We'll find out. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So so he. He so he loses to... progress, but he cuts off the exits enough that... Right. However, like, having his second squad means the exit that Cho thought he was going to to use doesn't pan out, and Cho looks around and heads out this other way, like, right into blazing heat. Oh! Melt those frosted tips right now. <laughs> oh, that's why it was frosted tips. It was because of the cold theme. Oh, I didn't think about that but yes. Neither did I. Okay, so now we need resilience to see how well we're doing. Now we need resilience. Which and, is simple. Right, right. and I don't think the black die applies yet. Correct, because that's still part. in the room. Yeah, so this is this favors you, because you have actual skill and resilience. Success, finally. Do you want me to roll for you? Yes. Two comma three. So you can have a blue die, too. He'll have a blue die on his tactics roll, because he is... Keeping up with these young whippersnappers. Um, I feel squad. like it would belong to the chase role, not the tactics role. Whichever. Okay. I was just trying try to narratively interpret it as like, he's oh. keep, able to keep up with Silver Squad. Who's ah, I see. Making I see. claim like, well, okay. he, knows. he doesn't work for a living anymore. And yeah, yeah. He's right up in there, though. Okay. Because he is driven to catch this bastard. Make a fool of me. I know they said they want him alive. But if an accident happens, I can't complain. <laughs> and Renault is like, if he's dead, he can't mess with the moth stuff anymore. Okay, so uh, Renault might be looking to cause an accident himself. Uh, so I think if the opportunity arises and he does not make a discipline check. Okay. So this is what it means to play a person whose uh, flaw is anger. Yes. Uh, things look bad for Renault. Now, the beach scene. The beach zone. Ah, bright light, sun. Doing action. Uh, did you have some prepared flashback for that would somehow help you in this situation? I think I would like a subject verb to help me. Action! First of all, action is 11. Persecute. Oh, an 11. Uh, subject is a 1. Goals. Persecute goals. Is the moth somehow here? Moth might enjoy okay, Tanya as well. Alright, but these rules were not for the interrupt. These rules were supposed no. to be for helping us with what we were doing. We to can uh, get to the interrupt. Would you like an event focus table as well? Yeah, let's interrupt. Focus. 77, which is not trigger again. Ambiguous! Do you want to just roll again? Yes. Or... We should just make something change ambiguous in here to something else? Yeah. How many other categories are there? 
There's nine other categories? Like, can we just increment the categories? Unless you can think of something that would be another class. I think it'd be better to have something else. Kill I, I was thinking like eliminating an NPC, but that's kind of. Uh... Uh, I would like it could be removed, like they are removed from the situation, or oh. like that NPC is bowing out. I don't know if that's narratively as interesting though. Yeah, that's kind of tricky. This could be more like environmental what? shift. Or I was thinking like gear or something like that. Yeah, I was trying to think of like hardware or something, but like, well, it's not not every situation is using gear. Right, but like. Non-sentient change. Yeah, like some sort of like equipment-related thing. I mean, we do it with the gadgets and gearbook. And I guess we'll see if it's something breaks, something new. Something right. Like... So instead of it being like, introduce a new NPC, like, oh, introduce a piece, of equipment. a piece of equipment, right? Okay. Like, equipment, technology, yeah. or some environmental factor. Yeah. I like that. So introduce non-sentient. And that creates the, the chance to find treasure unexpectedly or whatever. That is a good point. Okay, that's what happens, but let's roll action subject on this to see what we're getting here. 100, change, and 81, victory. Change, change, victory. As it relates to some piece of technology or the environment. Okay, so we were saying that Renault directed the chase into here, which was not a place that Cho thought it was going to go. Correct. And so this is a room that, like, essentially we hadn't prepped for necessarily. But I like the idea that there's some kind of, like, paddle boat or, like, whatever. Like, oh, like, to another room on the other side that, like, you can't just walk to. Right. Like, it is across the water. Right. And so I'm thinking, like, change victory, right? Like, something is here that, like, presents Cho with, like, another way to get to the other side or whatever. Okay. How are you going to keep her? No, in your sights, though. That's a, that's a challenging chase scene. Like, you need to not just get away. You need to be seen getting away. Also, I was like, eh, you know, my, uh, my paddle boat skill, not so... I think instead of paddle boats, they're going to be jet skis, because that's way cooler. Oh, yeah, yeah. The slowest chase scene ever yeah. is people trying to move paddle boats. Duck goes by. <laughs> it could be there are exactly two jet skis. So this is a way okay. for you to get rid of the squats. Okay. They could reappear later, but All right. they will not be an issue in this room. Feel like you might need to spend a story. Well, no, you, this is your narrative. Plus, yeah. this, whatever, this is fine. But yes, there's exactly two, so Renault can chase you. Two free jet skis. Oh, man. This is going to be an agility related thing then. Uh, this is going to be like pilot or driving. Cho does not have any driving skills. Well, neither does the sergeant. How much agility does Sarna have? Three. Curse you, Renault. We are evenly matched again. So Cho dashes in here. Oh, that's bright lights. Like, he has to, like, Shield his eyes for a second. It's the heat. So hot. And he's like, oh, that water looks... There's a jet ski! <laughs> but it's got to be like a hover ski or something ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. He shucks off whatever jacket type thing he was wearing, because it is unbearably hot in here. And uh, he hops on one of these things. Now, I want to say... I'm going to suggest for tactics. Can I use, like, skullduggery? Like, he's, like, hot wiring it. Okay. I thought you might suggest mechanics, but... I think Skullduggery is appropriate for... Yeah. I think this is kind of like the, I'm getting it started as fast as possible. Yeah, I think that's good. What do you think for hot-wiring a jet ski that I've not paid the rental fee for? I feel like that's just average. Okay. Like, this is in a resort. They're not expecting a lot of crime. It's like, you can't run away with the jet ski. It has to stay on the water. So, I will be rolling Skullduggery... Oh, <laughs> very clever, very I clever. Did, I didn't do that on purpose, but I do. But you have the knack, that's what it's for. I have the knack for Hot cars, even if I can't drive them. I'm trying to think what Renault's tactic here. I feel like he needs to yell at, like, the people, the other people, passengers by, to, like, yell them to get out of the way. Or get, no, I can't. I can't cause a scuffle. Right, because he was, he was yelled at for starting a mob scene last time. I'm trying to think of a way to use, like... So Raynaud has to have a flashback that's totally useless. That's like... <laughs> leadership school? <laughs> oh, I mean, not leadership school per se, but it's like him and other stormtroopers. And like these are the like expl- scout troopers, of course, who ride mm-hmm. the little speeders. And Raynaud's like, you guys are trash. You couldn't stand up to anything. And like Renault is back in the present now. I was like, god damn it. Where are those stormtroopers with driving skill Stupid now? Scout troopers. Uh, but as far as a tactic, 
So he is getting a blue dot on the tactic because right. he was keeping up with the I think youngins. he's going to use athletics, actually. He's going to like be able to run out on, on a pier that goes out a little ways to get like a different jet ski or to like at least threaten Cho uh, before he hops on his own jet ski. Okay. Whereas like Cho jumps on the first jet ski that's there. So he puts on a burst of speed, having succeeded his resilience check so well. That's right. Okay, he's getting a blue. And what is his difficulty? This is kind of like catching up, sort of, but... It is, but it's like, how well are you... How flat out can you run? Do you want to just say it's like two purples? Or I think it's also a good chance it's slippery. So there's a black die in there, potentially. Not supposed to run on the edge of the pool. You are definitely not. Um... We can say average plus a black die. So you have a setback and a boost die. Yes. I have succeeded, so you get an upgrade. I have five successes and a threat. Fortunately, the number of successes yes. does not matter here. And you, have, you have a threat, so I think... It is slippery. I'm not sure if it makes any sense for you to take extreme. It doesn't really... I don't think this thing is going to last long enough for that to matter. Although, I mean, depends how badly you fail these other checks. Okay. Uh, I think the glare gets to him. The glare to... of the water, which is not tuned for his outlets. Sandy right? environment's not a problem. He's not a shore trooper, though, either. Okay. So he'll take a black die on his, his actual jet ski driving roll. Alright, so we are each getting a setback die then. Mine comes from the heat, and yours comes from the glare. Yes. We are also each giving the other person an upgrade. Yep. And the chase, we said. Flat-out difficulty was normally two purples. So now it is a red and a purple. A red, a purple, a black. And a three greens for each of us. We are evenly matched. Zero, negative one. I have two, negative one. You get to long range. And I take another strain, I think. Yep. Because it does matter how much strain Cho takes. All right. We can make our resilience rolls now. Uh, it's shocked a little bit. We'll add a threat to his next roll. Oh, adding a threat to his... I understand, like, this is a threat that's turning into a threat, but that could mean multiple threats at once. I guess it does It does make sense for him to lose strain, because the resilience rolls are causing strain. Okay, you fail yeah, them. yeah, that's fine. Then he should lose some strain. And he has combined a wound strain with it, so... Yeah, but I don't imagine wounds will happen unless he closes the distance. Which, at this point, it does not seem like it's going to happen. Yeah, moving into the next scene, even if Cho wins that chase, Cho cannot He's gonna stretch it out yeah. much further. But at least, like, Cho feels... He's in control of the situation. He is sufficient distance away that he's not going to get shot. <laughs> I don't know. If it looks like he's going to get away. The yeah, sergeant but... might do something desperate. That's fair. Uh, but resilience. it's time for resilience. After we roll resilience, we'll determine where the next scene happens. Yes, this is one purple. And I still take a black die. I have failure with four advantages. Well, that's good. He does get shocked. <sighs> and, like, his muscles are just sore. Um, Cho fails with one advantage. So Cho takes two strain. His muscles are sore. However, one of his squad, like, took the long way around, which actually was not, or, like, okay. wherever Cho was, like, he's angling to get back, the other squad is... Right, because Cho is trying to like get back on track to like yes. his planned route. So I think he'll burn most of the advantages on that, and it was like a blue die on something. Okay, so is it Silver Squad that's still around? The more competent squad? We'll say it's Silver Squad. Okay. And they're like they're waiting. They've been there. <laughs> but they like they're not proceeding without until Renault. Well, we gotta up. wait for your orders, Sergeant. Cho has one advantage, which isn't really enough to do anything with. Right, you cannot recover strength with that. But we'll say we're back on track to good environments. Yes. Don't think we're in an ice cave, but... No, we are moving into the third environment. Is this still a very public environment? Or you want, like, some kind of hangary place? Because we're getting closer to escape ponds? I think third environment is still public. Okay. And, like, fourth or fifth. That is fine. Well, fifth is, like, where escape pods would be. Yes. Which should be everywhere. Right. I feel like, actually, I think maybe the final environment should be the observation deck. Mm-hmm. That's fine. So everyone, so we can see right. him getting out. And yes. Down. And because, like, that would have little things that you could take to go, like, look at whatever phenomena there were. Um, That's a good, very good point. 
Yeah, so we're working our way to the observation deck. I don't know, you want to you want to roll like subject verb, or you want to roll like a random. Uh, I like subject verb. In your no, I like subject verb. Book. It's not super great, but it's something. Action subject. Forty-two. Haggle. No, back to the market again. And eleven. <laughs> subject emotions. Okay, so we might be like going through a bar or something. Yes, and in that bar. Interrupt. This is good. This helps shape it. Focus. Thirty-eight. Move toward a thread. Uh, uh, so we, so we to... have to roll the thread table. Yes. There are eight threads. Okay, let me roll a d8 then. Uh, two. Learn what the moths met about. So we still need action subject. Action. 18. Move. Subject. 38. A path. People are getting out of the way. I was just trying to think, like, is there something on the, like, hollow news that's playing at the bar that... People have some information about what the moth is up to. Okay. I think there could be news. It could be of, like, civil unrest on Naboo. One thing I've been thinking about related to the moths is that Dargon glassed that planet, the Fraz homeworld, and I have been wondering whether, for some reason, Panaka was, like, fixing to get rid of Gungans. Right. Somehow he got it in his head that Jar Jar Binks ruined this. I, I, don't, I don't, don't want to bring him in don't directly. Want to, don't that Gungan sent... want to bring in... But, like, the Gungans could have some sort of forced tradition or whatever. Panaka knows Jedi are real. That's true. Panaka worked with Jedi. He knows how vile they truly are. He knows how powerful they are. Oh, I see, I see, I see. And so, like, if there's been, like, a resurgence in the native Gungan force traditions or whatever. Or even rumors of the same. Or, yeah, or rumors about it. Yeah. Because also, like, the Gungan technology is very, like, force fieldy and stuff like that. And I, lowercase f. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But, but it's the difference not between, well understood by yeah, them. And the difference between that and Unleash, you know, like, or force I protect. Hear I hear you. So mm-hmm. it could be that there's, like, some sort of riding, but but it's because, like, there's being more oppression of Gungans, and they're, like, pushing back. Right. Okay, I like that idea, actually. So, the like, on the TV as people are running through. And, like, so the, the equipment Panaka has is, like, he's got to be prepared to deal with, like, these force-using Gungans, even right. if that's not really the case. But he must be prepared for that. Right. And he, you know, he, he might have larger genocidal ideas of like how to I mean he's not gonna glass all of Naboo but like oh totally destroy all of its aquatic zones perhaps you know like well, that's we, hard to control right like but, uh, but I, I think that's that could be where it's going whew, okay we're gonna have to JJ's gonna work it out for you <laughs> I mean we don't know how far along he is and things that's like true. that and he, he had positive experiences with Obi-Wan and things like that that maybe he could remember that they protected the queen well, and the interests of Nabu. We're right, but I meant Force user does not equal evil. He could be made to remember that. Alright, there, there's some good angles here. Because, you know, GT also despised the Jedi for a long time. That's true. But that's all. JT's not here right now. Right. So. But Cho sees this. There's a big TV on as Cho moves through this bar. Yeah. Unrest on Nabu. Yeah, so probably what it is is like there's a bar front that, um, like, is up on the beach, yeah. and then you, like, can move into the bar and then continue through the bar, and the bar, like, leads to some other part of the ship on the other side. Yep. And that's where Kurlani is. She's at that... Not Kurlani. Lostrom. She's at the the segue from beach to bar. Okay. Not that she says or does anything, but, like, definitely run past her, because, you know, she has to get a paycheck for another episode. Yeah, this is true. Ruining my artificial son... <laughs> You gotta move out of the way. Sorry, she's annoying. That was what I rolled as the random personality prompt. Okay. Next scene is in a bar. Okay. Border Town Cantina. And this It's bar, on the border of two zones. Is that the bar's name as well? Border Town Cantina? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I should also know it has almost the standard cantina layout, except there's two exits. <laughs> All right, and moving into this, Renault can have a blue die from his resilience check, and he still has Silver Squad. Yes, Silver Squad has rejoined him. They just did it the other way here, got some drinks. 
like they're about to order drinks, and then Renault comes in, like, oh, the stickler's here. Great. Okay. And Cho does not have any boosts or drawbacks at this point. He's okay, strain-wise. And he, like, he's, like, suppresses the desire to, like, lose himself in the crowd, because he can't lose himself in the crowd. Yeah. But he's also far enough ahead that, like, he got here before Silver Squad did. Yes. So he has to, like, hesitate, but he has to, I think, he has to act casual. Or That's a cool check. He, he has to, right, he essentially has to slow down in a way that they don't Realize he's leading it, them up. Which, I don't know if that's cool or deception. I think it's cool, because it's all nonverbal. Yeah, yeah, um, that's, a, that's a good point about the nonverbal. This is vigilance. This is against Renault, though, I think. Yeah. So that is going to be two reds and a purple. Renault might figure that something is up. He might not know what it is. Yes, that's probably just going to drive Renault more crazy, though. That could make his discipline check. Like, I have to take this guy out. He's planning something. He's, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, okay, what is Renault going to do then? He's in the cantina. He's got Silver Squad back. I think that's what he has to make use of here. Leadership is not his strong suit. It's not, but it is a skill he has. And, like, just forcing his way through, he was told specifically. Oh, Soaking wet. This is where Cho wanted us to get to. Yes, you very well could have. There should be some something, something prepped here. Like you've got like some of the bar- the bartenders on your side or something, or no, you don't want witnesses really. But the bartender could have been arranged to be like, hey, if you see some stormtroopers, like spray the seltzer water or whatever around them. Well, let's hear what the stormtroopers are up to. Yes. And if we're gonna say like the preparation lets me upgrade their difficulty or something. On like their that. tactic. You're saying? Or on their their chasing, or on their resilience, or... Like, does Renault have any thought about any sort of pincer maneuver? I feel like that's what he wants to try to do. Like, he's got Silver Squad. Like, I think when Renault comes to the conclusion, like, I just need to let them be effective. Like, they were here before I was. I have to catch this guy, but I need to continue then to, like, pen in it. So I think it's going to be a leadership check for him to, like, tell Silver Squad to cut off the perp's uh, exits. Okay. Yeah, probably Renault is thinking, like, Funnel into a less crowded area. So I do think this is a leadership check still. Okay. And you are getting a boost. Yeah. But we said leadership versus Silver Squad was harder than... He has to make leadership okay. checks against Silver Squad. Don't worry. They've got plenty of discipline. That's two reds and purple for a good friend Renault as well. Oh, so both of us are going up against two reds and a purple. Yes, except Renault has a blue die. Success with two threats. Complete wash. Silver Squad each like saunters to the closest exit they can reach. Like I got this covered. I'll guard the martini bar, Sergeant. And Cho is already like across the room, but like pretending to have trouble with the crowd. Which two threats can give him a black die on his chase roll, or we can just give him strain from it. Uh, why don't we just give him strain? I like the idea of just giving him strain from it. Because, again, like, this is a very counterintuitive thing to slow your and running away. it's not obvious to Cho that, like, he succeeded in fooling uh, Renault, even though Renault was just, like, totally distracted by his squad. Okay. He may just have to decide to rely upon himself. I think we're getting close to that. Just athletics at this point for... For the chase, I think it's athletics. And I think we could say that we could have had friendly people here to attempt to help in some way. And I'm saying this because, like, Silver Squad is kind of like, let's watch the bar. Like, this would be like, okay, like, Karani and Gomar were both, like, present, and it it makes sense that they, they could be sympathetic participants. Not that they would put themselves in any danger, but, like, Karani, can you chat this guy up? I think, particularly for Kalani, what she can do is, like, she's like, I was stabbed by a droid. <laughs> okay? Like, now she's a little more clear-headed. Right, right. Aren't you, like, a police officer here? Oh. Or not even just, like, the stabbed by a droid, but, like, I overheard, like, this conversation. Like, and, like, really, the stormtroopers are not the security for the ship. Right, right, but right. But civilians don't know or care. Right. She can be, like, uh... I think this is a security like thing that you guys need to, to look into. Somebody was talking against the captain. I think yes, but I think she's more assertive than that. I don't have a good personality for her when she's not... Uh... Drug-addled? Yeah, but you're right. I think if she's an athlete, she must be driven. 
a little like ignorant, but right. Okay, so so something more along the lines of like you, your your security, your yes. your you need to like look out and pro- and protect to serve and protect or whatever. Right. I I was in this this place yesterday morning and I I overheard them talking about the wanting to do in the captain. Whoa, 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 man, whoa, what's take it easy. That's not. You need a different. Uh, well, well, who would that be then? You're looking for the ship. The ship security. Can you put me in touch with your security? No, we're Imperial security. No, my supervisor. Well, that's te- not technically him. Uh, no, I can't give out his contact information. I'm sorry. So I would say then, like our preparation here knocks out Silver Squad, or I think it's fair to say he's gonna knock out Silver Squad. Okay. Because he fails leadership tech too. They're not super interested, but at the same so at the same time the like, other Silver Squad is like. Uh, you know what? Yeah. In fact, let me, uh, let me take out a full... Hang on, Sergeant. I got a new lead I gotta follow. Okay. Even though they, like, they know it's important that this guy gets caught, but it's not their responsibility. Okay. So then now we are down to athletics for our two contestants. Yes. I look at difficulty. Which means you are red purple. Yep. Three comma negative three. One success. My nose just gonna wear you down. One of these threats, I'll take a strain, but I'll take a black die on my resilience. Is yeah, what I'll do. I think what narratively happens is Cho is running out the door, but there's someone who's coming in right now, a rough customer. You almost like bump into him, like, "Hey, watch it, pal." Ugh, gut. So you take some strain, and you know you're out of air for a second. All right, so that actually cost me. And it's got two successes, one threat. And a triumph. Yeah, on the resilience. On the resilience. He's so tough. Alright, take a strain. Yeah, I'll take one strain. Cho fails his. He's taking two strain. That is starting to mount, isn't it? Yes, yes, it definitely is. And he has one advantage. You have a triumph, though. Yes, I'm trying to think how to use that on a resilience check. Well, you can have some say in what the next environment is. That's a possibility. I gotta get this guy less... Where's Starship Passageway? I think that's what it was. Yeah, I think it makes sense to like now be in... Long hallway. Long hallway, which yeah. might mean you can take a shot at me. Yes, like utility hallway. The very next place we're going is the observation deck, but like if you have a mostly empty hallway, you might feel safe taking a shot or something. Yeah, and also like the other squad's not here anymore. Can't let me get away. Cannot let you get away. But, Capture or kill. But I am like long distance away. Yes. Long range, I should say. I have done a good job of actually winning and these I chases. And I do have a heavy blaster rifle, which goes out to long a long range. range. Yep. So, are you thinking use the triumph to take a shot? That he just, he just gets to take a shot? Yeah, I mean, you'll still have to deal with yeah. three purples and a black. And a black? I've got defense. Oh, okay. Yes, I think that is what he will do then. He would not really be sporting to. Use a dark side point. We haven't used any of those. I should have been using them. So should I use one now? Is that what you're saying? I don't want to. This goal is not actually to murder Joe, but to inflict the I am friends. going to use one. Oh. So red and two purples. So. Yes. Because, uh, narratively, because we entered a hot environment, I hit Joe Ditch's jacket. So he has only three soap now. Total wash. Did that... Or he failed because of the black dye. Oh, so defense. Yes. So chose I mean, and the red. Awareness of, uh, how to stay out of the way. Shot goes wide. Uh, but now he's aware that mm, this sergeant, you know, he's not just in the chase. Yeah. He's getting desperate. Fortunately, there is still... I mean, you can stop and taunt him so he gets closer and it's less likely to shoot you. You know, I don't think that's the lesson she learned, was that this guy is safer when you're closer to him. Well, that's also true. And I don't feel like... I don't feel like Cho has any reason to try to incite this guy in any way. I think it's pretty clear that guy is aware that Cho's escaping and is uh, motivated to be close enough. Yeah, so Starship Hallway? Yes. It is kind of flat out running. I feel like Cho's, like, I feel like the tactics here is going to be coordination. Like, I think that's good. I'm being shot at. Evasive running is what's going on now. I think that's good. This, this is where the parkour enters. <laughs> Kind of feel like at this point, Reno, his, his tactic is going to be, like, the weapons fire. Like, not to do damage, but to, like, right. like now he's taunting me. 
It's dodging around with this whippersnapper. <laughs> whippersnapper. Uh, and I think that should be opposed by your coordination then. So what are we doing? Are we saying my coordination is opposed yeah. by your... I mean, we... We could do that. I mean, we just happen to choose both of those things. Uh, Sergeant Mino could have said, I'm just going to run flat out. Okay. Do it. So my coordination is versus your range heavy, and your range heavy is versus my coordination? Yes. Those are probably equal, aren't they? How good a shot are you? Two yellows and a green, good. Yep. This is e evenly matched. I see. We are evenly matched. Well, that's good. That's lots of opportunity for despair, but he's going to spend on that. Oh, but does my defense come into play? I don't think so. Okay. Because he's not really shooting yeah. directly. Hold on. Let me just see what my actual talents are. Oh, that's always a good good idea. Also, like, you're at the very edge of his range, so he's, he doesn't get a shot off now. He might lose you. Because I was thinking, like, oh, I'm doing parkour things. What does Tumble do for me? Tumble does not apply at all. I have failure with three advantages. I have failure with two advantages. I think I'm just going to take a boost die. I... Got to just recover some strain, because you can afford the distance. I think so, because I don't want to... Then there's only it could go poorly. I'm likely to lose more strain. But if you fail some threats, it adds up real quick. Yeah, I, I recover strain. And keeping sufficient distance away, like I am in control, as much as I don't really like the whole overall situation, <laughs> nothing terrible has happened yet. All right, so then athletics yeah, is the running. And we both failed, so nobody's got upgrades. Correct. So two purples. <laughs> Oh, what'd you do with your three advantages? I gave myself a blue die. How'd it go, Renault? Six point negative one and a triumph. What? You forgot. You used to run cross country! Six? I'll take it straight, though. Pushes himself beyond one's limits. Okay, I only had 2.1. I think what Renault does, frustrated with this guy, he tries shooting, you can't see, now is when the helmet comes off. Okay. Describe Renault to him. So he <laughs> rips off the helmet. Oh, clatters well, off the ground. I think you said his head is shaved. Uh, his head, like, buzz cut. Facial hair? He's no. a sergeant. No, no facial hair. Not even, like, the little sergeant mustache? No, that's officers. <laughs> he does not have that. Uh, I think his hair is starting to go... It's Actually, it's nearly gray, so he looks older than maybe he is. Yeah, so it's mostly gray so he hair. So could, he could have some... He has some tips that could be frost. <laughs> Potentially, there's potential, but they're already, you know, that color, so... Mm -hmm. Uh, yes, he's pretty built. He's so got a couple like, scars. is he like 50s-ish? He's probably only in his 40s, but he's hard -lived. gray a little early and he's hard-lived, yes. Hence all the comments about whippersnappers. He's only made sergeant, you know, and he's in his 40s. <sighs> probably maybe he enlisted later in life, who knows. Yes, he's got a couple nasty scars. I want to roll like an action subject or something. No, I just have a question. Does, oh, a question. A question. Does he have like a cybernetic eye? Because he's been that badly scarred. Ooh. Does he have any cybernetics? Yes. Do you think that's likely? I think it's unlikely. Okay. But not impossible. All right. So I'm ready to say unlikely. 27. He does. Uh, he tears off the helmet, throws it down. One eye is glowing red. One eye is, like, furiously red. Uh, he's got to have, like, some like, quip or line here. I will cut you. I can't just be like, you won't get away from me. I mean, he's not been shown to be the most clever. No, he hasn't. It's not a flashback for Sergeant Renault. He's got a threat, no advantages. So he uh, does have a threat. <laughs> he just stares it down. I cut you. So he does close a lot of distance. Yeah, so we can say the medium range now. Yeah. And he's got a triumph. Does he want to take another shot? He's not going to affect what room we're going to. We're definitely heading to the observation deck next. It's medium now, so he's that's got a true. better chance at the shot. I think he takes the shot and then he's throwing the gun down, because that's just weighing him down. Okay. Uh, are you... No, I'm not going to... I don't mind if Joe gets shot at this point. Okay, it's a really nasty gun. It is, but it's not going to do... Uh, hmm. <laughs> I was going to say, it's not going to do 13 wounds. Well, I have rolled. It could do 13 wounds. There's one success, which means there is 11 damage for you. <laughs> okay, but I do have three brawn, so... Yes. Uh, and he has two threats, which uh, Renault will take as additional strings. He throws the gun down. Okay. Clatter. Okay. Renault is all in at this point. All right. And I just got hit with a blaster rifle. You just got hit with a blaster. Again. Again. But it didn't cause a crit this time. Not this time. And Renault has a knife out. Well, he did say, I will cut you. Yes. 
does he take the shot, throw the gun down, and say, I'll cut you as he draws yes, the knife? Yes, I think so. And then we burst off into the observation deck. Yes. Now, pause. Yes. While this has all been going on, JT, the blue streak, has been getting into position. Correct. You've been listening to Cruise Control, set in the Star Wars universe and played using Fantasy Flight Games, Star Wars, and Genesis role-playing materials. Our players were Dan and Jen, and our GM was the Mythic GM Emulator. For the serialized narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. There you can also find our other adventures, including a related story about JT's girlfriend Renzi, our Star Wars Rush Hour trilogy. Our music comes from Purple Planet Music. Visit them at purple-planet.com. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you... Stay safe, citizens!